Good afternoon, my dear friends. Thank you for being here with us. One more episode of Kardec After Lunch, hosted by Kardec Radio. Uh, allow me, please, to make some announcements here. Uh, remember that Kardec Radio has an app in both iOS and Apple, uh, our app store. So you can download and you can enjoy many of our, you know, the programs available uh, and podcasts. You can please, if you will, you can send questions uh, to each individual video, but you can also send questions uh, to Kardec Radio Twitter account. Uh, all this work also is done by volunteers, but there are also costs associated with web, app hosting, along with broadcast and publishing. So if possible, please be kind and donate so this work of love may continue for many years to come. God bless. Um, we have decided to change uh, the focus of our uh, weekly studies to uh, a book that perhaps is not talked very much outside of spiritist societies. And uh, just to remind everyone, we're not doing a, a mediumship study. We are studying the mediums book. Okay. It's a bit different, right? The difference is the level of involvement. Uh, we're not going to be doing any work, you know, mediumship work. We're just going to be reading the book, just the theory, okay? But I think it's very important, uh, not just this book, but any of the books of the doctrine. Very important for us to read, elevate ourselves to the level of the doctrine in the way it was written so we can as much as we can, try to want to get a good grasp of what type of information, what type of knowledge the higher elevated spirits try to impart onto us, right? So uh, this is part of spiritismstudy.org uh, efforts in disseminating the spiritist doctrine in English. And I invite any and all who would like to either be a student of the doctrine or <clears throat> a tutor to someone who would like to study to participate. Uh, I also extend this invitation to uh, many of the doctrine are originate from Brazil and have yet perhaps to develop their confidence in their English skills to be able to deliver presentations or to talk one-on-one -on -one at length about the doctrine. Uh, because it requires uh, somewhat complex vocabulary to be able to explain complex notions and ideas. So, but this, I believe it to be a providential task that we are incumbent, we are tasked to fulfill. So, uh, I very thankful to have been given avenues to where I can reach others and trying to fulfill this task, which is mine, uh, but also extend this possibility, this opportunity for enlightenment to others who would like to do their part as well. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to start at the very beginning of the book. And uh, the reason is uh, already on spiritistudy.org, on our Facebook channel, I already read the meetings book normally on Tuesdays. And 
we are not very well advanced at all. We're still in, like in the very beginning, but just to kind of keep pace with our readings, uh, and but not reread. Uh, we're just gonna I guess, keep going with uh, with the sequential reading. Uh, also because this project is not meant to be a successive collection of videos of me reading the doctrine and commenting upon it uh, that you can watch from beginning to end uh, and they will substitute the need for you to study the book yourself. I'm just doing a little bit at a time uh, and inviting comments, suggestions, commentaries, questions so we can participate and little by little encourage each and every one of you to graduate from the passive state of study to a more uh, active you know, role in your development. So we are on chapter three, talking about the methodology of mediumship and we are on paragraph number 27, if you happen to have this edition. But I suggest you follow along uh, in any way you choose. So number 27, if we now take a look at the various categories of believers, we will first discover those who are spiritists without realizing. Properly speaking, these are a variety or nuance of the preceding class. Even though they have never heard of the spiritist doctrine per se, they have an innate sentiment about the grand principles that result from it. And this sentiment is reflected in certain passages of their writings and discourses to the extent that if you listen to them, you would believe that they were true initiatives. Many examples of these individuals can be found among sacred and secular writers alike, and among poets, orators, moralists, and ancient and modern philosophers. Of course, when he's talking about those examples, he's referring to his contemporaries. Uh, thank you, Celia, for your support. So he's talking about his contemporaries, and which is very important for us to do a little bit of, I like to say, legwork and uh, try to find out more about the society, not necessarily the French society, but also Europeans and world societies, what type of changes they were going through during the 1850s and thereabouts, uh, and how this situation or this, this time and epoch in history uh, was receptive uh, in developing know the seeds of spiritism number 28 among those who have become convinced by directly studying the subject we may distinguish number one those who believe purely and simply in the manifestations who consider spiritism to be a simple science of observation that demonstrates a series of more or less curious phenomena we call them experimental spiritists. Uh, make a break here. And I believe that at the very beginning, that is exactly what Kardec uh, did. He 
they are interested by the fact of a demonstration of intelligence outside of matter and decided there was something worth investigating and if proven to be true uh, it would be a whole new field of science to be developed along with it its moral religious and philosophical implications that extend to all levels of life so and that's exactly what happened but it started with observation collecting of information and uh, analyzing the conditions that led to each one of those uh, phenomena to occur and that's what we study here number two those who see in spiritism more than just the phenomena who understand spiritism philosophical aspect they believe in the morality that results from it but they fail to practice and the doctrine actual influence upon their character is thus insignificant or none at all I'll make a break here I think that even though it has been a hundred almost 160 years since the inception of the, the doctrine there are many of us who feel enlightened feel consoled by it but overall many of us fail to practice we indeed fail to make new resolutions to let to leave behind the old man the old woman and make new decisions that fall in line fall in line with not just the doctrine but god's natural laws um also oh, thank you marilda vega but and this to me is paramount if of course it's going to be a personal decision and it's going to reach each one of you uh, in its own way at its own time but if we fail to change ourselves little by little well if you fail to do that we are not letting the doctrine really penetrate your being and effect necessary changes there are hours to take right doctrine should console you at first but afterwards when you realize its true potential it should bring you a healthy level of discomfort discomfort in our present state of imperfection where we know we should be doing more just a healthy level of discomfort where you always encourage to become a little bit better to do a little bit more to give a little bit more and to ask for less so uh, i think that's part of what uh, we like to call the inner reform and it has happened to me and many times we feel in the beginning we feel that we are we are losing uh, we are we are not taking full advantage of opportunities that were available to us even though many of those opportunities were not morally right so uh, this is particularly one thing that you sh we should change our behavior and give up those things that only benefit ourselves and concentrate more on what benefits the whole um, <clears throat> continue 
they do not change their habits, nor will they deprive themselves of one single pleasure. Like I mentioned, misers remain miserly, the proud remain full of themselves, the envious and jealous remain aggressive. They see Christian charity as nothing more than a pretty maxim. They are imperfect spiritists. And most of us fall in this category. Um, but it is up to our efforts to move from category to category. Number three. Those who are content, sorry, those who are not content with only admiring the spiritist morality, but who practice it and accept all of its consequences. Since they are convinced that earthly existence is only a temporary trial, they try to take advantage of such a brief moment to advance on the path of progress, the only one that can lead them to a higher position in the spirit world, endeavoring to do good and subdue their evil tendencies. Thank you, Sheila Maria Suarez. Appreciate the support. So uh, it's like it has happened, and I have mentioned in previous videos, many times I'm commenting on something that is coming just a little further ahead, a couple of paragraphs ahead. I'm, I'm actually happy that this happens, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if it, it, it it does not sit well with some some people but i'm just happy because it feels that i am i have absorbed some of the main tenets of the doctrine and uh perhaps what i'm commenting upon is not out of line on what's coming up next so friendship with them is always safe for their firmness of conviction keeps them from all thoughts of evil charity is the rule of conduct among them these are true spiritists, or better still, Christian spiritists. I'm going to mark here what we're going to be leaving. Yeah. We'll continue next week. Or perhaps we'll actually we make we start over, uh, sorry, not start over, but start at a new place. Um, because of the session we'll have early in the week on Tuesday. So I thank each and every one of those persons involved with Kardec Radio and its affiliates the opportunity given to me extended so uh, I can try to do my little share of the dissemination of the Spiritist Doctrine in English. I feel there is a very valid uh, and uh, providential need to be exploited. Exploit is not a good word, but to be utilized since we are uh, on foreign land right we are their guests in, in such a way and we should try to bring to them the best that we can offer and i think that there's nothing better to bring to them than the consolation that god allowed christ to bring to us so thank you for your participation thank you for your support feel free to share this project and uh, any of its initiative with others who may benefit from it godspeed to all